0: before we dive into today's episode we have a quick favor to ask that's right we love bringing you amazing content each week and to keep doing that we need your support if you enjoy our podcast and want to help us continue making weekly episodes
1: please consider making a donation every little bit helps us cover production
0: costs and keeps the show running And if you want something extra special, we've got our season one transcript available for purchase. It's perfect for reviewing all the lessons, the words, the dialogues, and you have the English translation too. Supporting us is easy.
1: Just head to unlockinggreekpotential.com to buy the season one transcript, or you can make a donation by buying us a coffee. The link is in the
0: description box of this episode. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. We truly appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the episode. Yasas, yeah, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is already our 10th episode. Yaso, Yuli, Tikanis.
1: Elis, Ime Kala, esi?
0: Ime Kala. I am so excited about this episode. This is one of my favorite things about learning languages. After you've already memorized the basics and you can already say, beginning phrases and you know how to conjugate verbs then you can get to the real stuff and you can already form sentences which is what we're gonna do today
1: me too I'm very excited I think the verbs we're gonna learn today are very useful
0: yes so we're gonna go over a few other verbs that are very useful and then we're gonna form some basic sentences exactly Okay, so before we get started, let's get over our homework from last time. Nope, haven't forgotten about that. We asked you guys to conjugate two verbs, the verbs apadao and pinau. Apadao means to answer, pinao means I'm hungry <laughs> in Greek. So how would you say we answer in Greek? Apadame, and notice that this is not a soft D. It's not written with the letter delta, like in Dulia, for example. But it's written with N T, so you pronounce it as a hard D, which is like D. apadame. How would you say they answer? Apadane, and you singular answer? Apadas. So the whole conjugation is Apadau, Apadas, Apadai, Apadame, Apadate, Apadane. Now, how would you say we are hungry?
2: Piname. And I am hungry?
0: Pinau. So the whole conjugation? Pinau, pinas, pinai, piname, pinate, pinane. Okay, great. Now let's start with the
1: episode. So first we're going to start with Thelo. Thelo. Do you know the meaning of the word cello by any chance?
0: Yeah, it means I want.
1: That's right, that's correct. Cello is like I want to. Mm, I have a question for you. Do you think that the verb cello belongs to group A or group B? What do you think? And Why?
0: So we went over the verb groups the last two episodes and since thelo the accent is on the stem you say thelo you don't say thelo <laughs> it belongs to group A
1: That's right it's group A So do you remember how do we conjugate that thelo how can we say you want
0: Yeah so it's thelo thelis Theli, thelume, thelete, thelun.
1: Okay, great. You perfectly know thelo, and the next verb is the verb echo, which is like very similar, like talking about conjugation. It's very similar to the verb thelo. So, do you remember what's the meaning of the word echo? Echo means I have. Exactly. So, thelo and echo are one of the most important verbs of the Greek language and in general. I think people they use these verbs all the time. Like I want this, I have this. So, thelo and echo they also have a very similar conjugation. For example, if we want to say he, she or it has
0: It's
1: ehi. Ehi, that's right. And do you remember the meaning of the word ehume?
0: Ehume, we have to. We have. We have. We
2: have.
1: have. How can you say you have in plural? Mm Echete. Echete. And they have? They have is echun. Echun. That's right. I mixed them up a little bit. We started with a quiz because we've already taught these verbs in that eighth episode. Eighth episode was uh, group A, and then the ninth episode was group uh, B. Basically, the new thing we're going to teach today like something that's going to be completely new for you guys, is the verb to be. And the verb to be is irregular in any language I know so far. I don't know. What do you think, Alice?
0: Yeah, it is very difficult. (laughs) Yeah. irregular.
1: Exactly. It's very difficult. And even in English, the verb to be is an irregular verb. But it's also an auxiliary verb, which means we use the verb to be in English... To create other tenses, mm-hmm. so it's a very important verb, and it's equally important in Greek. So the verb "ime" it's a little bit tricky. There is no rule, there is no pattern for you to follow. So basically, you have to learn it as it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am is
0: ime ime. You are ise ise.
1: And he, she, it, is, inne. Inne. So basically a very, um, a trick that I'm always teaching my students when they're starting learning the verb to be, it's that the first, second, and third person is basically the same word changing just the middle consonant. So it's like, im e is e in e so it's like m s n so it's basically just changing the middle consonant and all the rest is the same so there is like an m an s an n
0: Oh that's a great tip. It's just the middle letter that's changing.
1: Exactly. We change just the middle letter. Ime, ise, ine. Ime, ise, I'm. ine. And then we have we are and you are by you guys like you plural. We are is imaste. Imaste. And you are like you, plural is isaste. Isaste. Exactly. So, another trick I have for this one, like imaste and isaste, it's basically the first part is the same as ime. Imaste is the first person plural, ime is the first person singular. So, im, im and you just add aste imaste
0: imaste isaste but i have a question because you can also say iste in the plural form or that's just mm-hmm. the short form
1: yeah that's right that's the short form of isaste so we can say both isaste and iste it's the same thing whatever you prefer
0: okay imaste isaste or iste
1: exactly and they are It's the same as he, she, it.
0: Ine. Ine. How do you know the difference between Ine in the singular form or Ine in the plural form?
1: You just understand that from the context.
0: By the context, okay. Yeah, of course.
1: If you're talking for lots of people, you understand that this Ine, it's they are. And if you're talking for one person, this Ine, he she or it is.
0: Okay, so let's go over it completely one more time. Mm-hmm. So it's Ime Ise Ine Imaste
2: Isaste Well done,
1: Ellis. <laughs> we have two more verbs prepi and and boro.
0: <laughs> let's just start with Prepi.
1: So the verb prepi is just (laughs) prepi. That's it?
0: Okay. (laughs) You don't
1: have to learn anything else. (laughs) It's just prepi and it means you have to, you must.
0: (laughs) So if prepi means I have to, I must, the same as echo, what is the difference between echo and prepi?
1: Yeah, but echo shows possession. So I have a book. Mm When you have to do something, this doesn't show possession, this shows obligation. You have to do something, you must do something, it's your obligation or your responsibility. So, echo, in English, you use the word to have in the phrase I have to do something in a figuratively way. This is not the true meaning of the verb echo. The true meaning of the verb echo is to express possession when you have something when something is like yours and there is a distinction in greek for that so when you express possession we say echo and when
0: you express obligation we say prepi okay that's a good explanation so prepi just stays the same
1: yeah prepi and we need this too like i have to so we say prepi na prepi always remains the same And then the verb that follows, this is what shows us who is acting.
0: Okay, because you always say, I have to go, I have to do. And then the verbs to go and to do, you would conjugate them to the person that's acting. But we will get to that later.
1: Mm -hmm. And the last verb is the verb BORO. BORO. BORO means I can So, I'm able to do something. And this verb also is followed by na. Boro na. Boro na. Exactly.
0: So, in English, if you say I have, I want, you always use the preposition to. I have to. I go to. What do you use in Greek? So, well, it depends.
1: For example, I want to... And I have to, after the word to follows another verb. So in this case, we use the word na.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For example, prepi na, it's like I have to, I want to, fellow na, or I'm able to, I can,
2: borona. na. Prepi na, fellow na, "boro na. Exactly,
1: but if you use it with other verbs, for example, I go to the supermarket, I'm at work, so in this case, what follows the word to, it's not a verb, it's a place, so it shows direction, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and in Greek, when something shows direction, we use se, so we use a preposition. We don't use na. What I want you to remember is always na plus verb, se plus a place, or in general plus a noun.
0: Okay, so it doesn't follow a verb. The difference is only in the noun or if it's a direction exactly. that's being followed. Exactly. So then I go to, that's direction, I'm going to a place. You would use the preposition se. Mm-hmm. And then for the verb ime. I am at a certain place. The preposition "at" is also "se" because it's also exactly. a place that you're at. So you would say "ime se." It's not followed by a verb, but it's followed by a place.
1: Yeah. So the preposition "se" it's a very interesting preposition in Greek, um, because basically it replaces all the prepositions in English, more or less. It's like "to," "at," "on." It's like Everything is se for us, and that's that's the easy part uh, of Greek, because I remember when I was when I was learning English, it was just se in Greek. <laughs> it was like everything was se, and then I had to say at oh. on, yeah in
0: to. And I was like, what's going on? I was so confused. Yeah, it's really easier in English than in Greek. That's true. Yeah,
1: it's like just a single word and it covers like an umbrella. It's like all these words. (laughs) Yeah, and for me, it was very tricky to learn. And I think till now, I'm making so many mistakes with, uh, with this preposition.
0: Yeah, because in English, you would say, I am at home. I am in the forest. I am at a party.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. And we just say
0: se. Yeah, you just say se. So it's easier in Greek.
1: So shall we try to form some sentences? What do you think?
0: Yeah, we can now officially form four word sentences. (laughs) Let's try one. Great,
1: great. (laughs) So for example, if you want to say, I'm going home. You know the verb, I'm going and you know even the word home.
0: Let's work this out together. I am going, the verb to go is piano. Mm-hmm. Pieno. And then the word for home, you might remember because we mentioned it in a previous episode, although we didn't officially teach it to you, but it was the word spiti. To spiti. So mm-hmm. since piano you are going to place, it says direction, so you use se. Piano sto spiti, but since that sounds very weird and it's very long, what actually happens is that Greeks then combine the words se and to, and it becomes sto.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you say sto mm-hmm. spiti, and that's yeah. how it works.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's great. That's correct. And uh, Absolutely correct. I'm going home. It's piano sto spiti. Pienos We can also say pianospiti. It's also correct.
0: Pienospiti. Mm-hmm. But if you would say pienospiti, like is that grammatically correct? Or is it just because people started to talk faster or look for easier ways to communicate that they just smashed these words together and that's how pianos tospiti existed?
1: No, no, no. We we never say that. When it's an article. And the word SE before, we always combine them. We say STO,
0: STIN. Yeah, okay. All right. So because home is a neutral mm-hmm. noun, you say TO SPITI and then becomes pieno STO SPITI. But what happens if you have a feminine noun? Like, for example, DULIA, I want to go to work. How would you say this?
1: So PIJENO remains the same. And then instead of saying STO, for feminine words, we use sti. Stidulia. Pieno stidulia.
0: stidulia.
1: And what about I'm at home?
0: Okay, so I am, we just learned, is ime, house is spiti. And then the preposition is also se, because you are at a place, it's not followed by a verb. So you would say ime sto spiti. Bravo. How
1: can you say are you at work? How can we say that? What do you think? Mm-hmm. So it would be like if it wasn't a question, it would be Ise stidulya. But now that's a question, you just change the tone of your voice and you
0: go like is <laughs> You really need to over exaggerate it. Like is es ti Statement Is es ti Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, one thing I want to add, if you speak Spanish, for example, this is exactly the same. That's the reason why they put an upside down question mark at the beginning of the sentence. You might have seen it, even though you don't speak Spanish. But they do this so people know right away from the beginning that this is a question that's being asked. But the order of the sentence is exactly the same. In Greek, you don't do that. You don't put a question mark at the beginning of the sentence. uh, But that's why you need to raise your voice. That's why it's so important to do that. Okay, great. Now, before we end the episode, I want to go over a few more sentences with you guys, because this is the fun part of learning languages. It's connecting the dots, realizing how much you can already actually say and you can work out sentences by yourself. Now that you know how the preposition se works, how would you say I don't
2: work at home? We've had the
0: word then, I don't, to work, dolevo, at home, sto spiti, then dolevo sto spiti. Now let's take a longer sentence. Maria speaks Greek at
2: work. I
0: Maria Milai Elenica Sti dulia. Now remember to always put an article in front of a name. So it's I Maria. Now translate the following sentence. I like to do exercise
2: at home.
0: Muaresi Nakano Gymnastiki sto spití Nakano Gymnastiki Another one Mark goes to the supermarket Now we haven't covered the word for supermarket but it's literally the same in Greek as in English you only pronounce it with a Greek accent so instead of saying supermarket you pronounce it like Supermarket. To supermarket. Mark goes
2: to the supermarket. O
0: Mark Pieni sto supermarket. O Mark Pieni sto supermarket. One last sentence Eleni learns English. the reason we haven't taught you how to say i have to go i want to talk i want to be able to yet in greek is because these verbs are followed by another tense it's not the present tense but it's followed by another tense which we're gonna get into later in later episode because it's very linked to the future tense in Greek. In English you can just use the infinitive, but since Greek doesn't have an infinitive you have to use a different tense for it. So we will get into that later. Just want to give you one verb that we've already covered that actually doesn't change form and that's the verb kano, to do. So if you want to say I want to do you can say na kano, or I have to do Prepi nakano. Or I can do. boronakano. Since I have to do is an obligation, you have to use the verb prepi. Prepi na cano. You cannot say echo nakano because that's only for possession. That sounds very weird. It's prepi na cano. So that was it for today's episode.
1: So, thank you so much for listening to us and like staying until the very end of this episode.
0: I hope you've learned a lot and you can now form some basic sentences in Greek. We'll see you in the next one. Φιλάκια!